Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of Future Screen, a podcast that flies into the future of out-of-home marketing, travel media, and onboard entertainment. In each episode, we meet the insiders from these colliding industries. I'm Maura Chaco, SVP of Content Experience at SpotFax and the host for today's Content Roundtable. In this episode, I'm joined by experts in content distribution to discuss holiday content and travel and the content that brings people together and transports you home. I'm joined by Zina Neofitu, Vice President of Out of Home at BBC Studios, based in London. Hello, Maura. Nadia Rutkowski, Senior VP of Sales, Marketing and Operations at Terry Steiner International. Well, good afternoon, good morning, and good evening. <laughs> it's just like the Truman Show. Um, Alex DiGiovanna, Director of Sales and Marketing from Terry Steiner International. Hello, happy to be here. And Edwin Cheung, Client Service Director at Encore InFlight Limited, joining us from Hong Kong. Hello, everybody. Thank you all for joining us on Future Screen. I think it would be good to get started with a round robin so our listeners can get to know each of you a bit better. It would be great to start with which screenings were you most excited about this year? Zena, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Um, so for me, I love to watch some of the shorter box set dramas. Um, being a very busy working mom, it means that I can actually get through them in good time. And it's not going to take me five years to get through like an entire box set of 10 series of 22 episodes. So I really like to watch my short box set dramas, three, four, five episodes. And this year I was super excited to watch The Pursuit of Love, which was the um, TV adaptation of Nancy Mitford's 1945 novel, which was written and directed by Emily Mortimer. It was absolutely fantastic. Three-part drama starring Lily James, Dominic West, Emily Beecham and Andrew Scott. And I loved everything about this show. I loved the costumes, the wonderful British setting in Bath and Somerset, and also Paris. And I loved the romance and the humour. I also um, was really excited about Time, which was a British prison drama starring Sean Bean and Stephen Graham. It, the whole show just kept me on the edge of my seat, and it was incredibly gripping. So yeah, that, that's what I was incredibly excited about. I loved Pursuit of Love also. I haven't watched Time yet, so I can add that to my list. Nadia, what about you? I was looking forward uh, to to a movie called Spencer. Um, I'm from Germany originally, and um, Princess Diana was not just uh, England's princess, but she was certainly Europe's princess and certainly my princess as well. I was, I think, four or five years old when when she got married. Um, and I remember that very vividly um, uh, playing out on the TV. So to see a movie about her, it, it just brings back so many memories. And uh, this one is not uh, the lovey-dovey type of movie about <laughs> Diana's life uh, as we know it, um, but it's very insightful, uh, beautifully shot and amazingly acted uh, by uh, Kristen Stewart, who I'm normally not a, a big fan of, um, but she absolutely embodied Princess Diana to the T, um, physically, emotionally, um, the voice, the accent, everything. It was just incredible. So uh, I highly recommend that one for sure. When at least being in Germany, you didn't have to get up in the middle of the night to watch the wedding at the time, the way <laughs> much of the U.S. had to. True. No, it was the afternoon. Exactly. <laughs> Alex, do you want to add on to anything Nadia or Zina has said? Sure. So uh, on the series side, I would say Kevin Can F Himself was probably the, the show I was looking forward to the most. It took the uh, the sitcom wife trope and just tossed it on its head. So 
every time the uh, the bubbling husband showed up on screen, it was very much like a sitcom. And then every time he was gone, it turned into this sort of Breaking Bad type drama. Um, so I, I was pretty excited about that. I'm looking forward to season two. And then on the film side, probably had to be one of the few trips I took to the theater this year, which was for uh, both Dune and Godzilla vs. Kong. I just wanted to see giant monsters destroy each other, which felt really good after uh, an exhausting pandemic. So I, I would say those were probably <laughs> my most anticipated. And good to see on the big screen for sure. Always. Edwin, what about you? Um, also this year, I have been very much excited about Black Widow and um, also from Marvel, Shang-Chi. Because um, this year has been a very quiet at the very beginning. Uh, not a lot of films were coming into the theaters uh, in Hong Kong, uh, whether it's Hollywood films or local films or Japanese or Korean films. There were not a lot. Like Even since last year, uh, after Wonder Woman 1984, uh, not a lot of films were coming to theaters. And, and people were not very enthusiastic at that point because there were not a lot of options there. So until Black Widow came to theaters and Shang-Chi also, I was very curious about how you know um, the audience turned out, uh, especially the marketing side here in Hong Kong. It's very different from the, the, the way how the film were being advertised in the U.S., for Simu Liu, a lot of audience here in Hong Kong don't know about him, but I, I, I heard about him because I was um, I watched a uh, TV drama, uh, which he was uh, in it, and I was very excited to watch this film twice. And even though the experience was not, uh, honestly, it's not very comfortable because we have to put a mask on, but I enjoyed the film twice. So <laughs> it was great to see people coming back to theaters and, and a lot of... Uh, uh, proper productions were coming back to theaters and it was a very good sign this year. Yeah, even with a mask, if the movie makes you want to see it twice, it's got to be good. <laughs> I guess it'd be good to talk about the holiday season specifically and if you guys have any thoughts about what people should watch out for right now leading up to the holidays. Uh, as a, a Marvel fan, <laughs> can't get away from Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, the Matrix Resurrection, I don't know about that, but I will watch it. Uh, on the streaming side, I am now watching Hawkeye, uh, Disney Plus. Uh, I probably would watch Red Notice on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. And there's another one in Hong Kong and um, probably in some other cities in, in the US as well. Uh, Anita, uh, a Cantonese movie, which uh, is about a, a pop uh, music icon from Hong Kong. And she died like two decades ago. And uh, it's about a tough woman. So I suppose her fans around the world would probably go to the theater to watch this film, Anita. Oh, cool. I'll have to check that out. Uh, Nadia, anything you're looking forward to for this holiday season? Yeah, I guess on the streaming side, um, even though I think it's coming out in January, so I guess it won't be during the holiday season, but uh, love me some Mrs. Maisel. Um, but the last, I think, five or six episode of Money Heist uh, just came out on December 3rd. So um, I think I might download that in order to watch uh, on my flight back home to Germany. So uh, looking very much forward to that. Um, on the movie side, I'm not a big Marvel Spider-Man type of fan. <laughs> I know, shocker. Um, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see it uh, in German dub, um, <laughs> as always. <sighs> 
Zena, how about you? Well, on the Marvel front, I have an 11-year-old, so anything Marvel, we always go to see. And uh, my husband and I also quite enjoy it too. So yes, definitely the Marvel shows. Um, but also, I've got to talk about a couple of the, the, the fantastic BBC Christmas specials that are uh, scheduled over the holidays. And I'm going to start with Death in Paradise Christmas special, because it's the very first ever feature-length episode, which will conclude the 10th anniversary celebrations. And it's a festive 90-minute special, which stretches from grey, damp, drizzly London all the way to the warm, sparkling beauty of the idyllic island of Saint-Marie. Now, this is a really special show in my household because my son loves to watch this and he loves to work out who did it. So this is actually an appointment to view show in my house. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. And also, of course, Call the Midwife Christmas Special, Series 11. And it begins with a, a, the Christmas special set in 1966. There's going to be a wedding. There's going to be snow in the, in the air. It really is going to be fantastic. And also, there's a really great documentary that I'm looking forward to, which is called Inside the Factory. Now, did you know, interesting fact for you, that Brits spend a staggering £1.7 billion pounds on cards annually. And over the festive season... £900 million pounds of that is spent on Christmas cards. I mean, isn't that extraordinary? So yeah, I think that's definitely going to be one that's, uh, that's going to be a fascinating um, documentary. Um, but, but yes, the, that's, uh, that's what I think people should look out for. <laughs> and Alex, what about you? More Marvel? I, I was going to say, I mean, I, I'm pretty excited for, for Spider-Man for sure. Um, but I'm also excited for... Um, the upcoming Guillermo del Toro movie with Bradley Cooper. Nightmare Alley, yeah. I, I'm pretty excited about that. Same. I second that one. I, I second that one, yes. I'll watch any Guillermo movie, good or bad. doesn't matter. He's, he's so imaginative. Um, so I would say that's probably one to highlight. And then I'm also excited for Flea, which is a, a documentary that Neon's releasing that's apparently, word on the street is it could be one of the first if, if it's not the first doc to get a Best Picture nomination. So I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that one as well. Um, should be pretty interesting. Can I ask what may be a silly question? Is it a documentary about Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Oh, yeah. No, um, <laughs> I, that would actually be incredible. I would see, I would see that one too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I would watch that as well. No, it's about uh, a, refuge, a gay refugee from, I think it's Iran, fleeing... Um, country and you know he ends up in russia and works his way across europe and it's all about his experience and what's unique about the film is it's completely animated oh. to help him remain anonymous yeah so it's it's supposed to be really really good uh, and that that's what we're, we're really excited about that does sound amazing so I'd, i would go see that although i would also probably see a documentary about flea from red hot chili peppers so <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so here's a question for you. What is the most perfect festive meal and holiday movie pairing? Or what movie do you always have to watch on Christmas Day after you've eaten a big meal? Nadia? Well, again, being from Germany, we have uh, a German movie uh, that is in our household called Die Feuerzangenbowle, which, mean fi which means, if you translate it word for word, Fire Pliers Punch. And it's an old black and white movie shot i think in the 60s um and um and it's about a, a professor drinking um this punch it's basically um glühwein uh, mulled wine but spiced with rum 
uh, instead of just the wine. Um, and these old uh, geezers get drunk on it. And then uh, this one professor never went to public school. He only went to private school and had private tutors. So these <clears throat> old geezers around the fire um, think of a story of how uh, this old guy could go back into uh, in time to go back to public school and uh, play jokes on the teachers and other uh, kids. So uh, it's a really festive and uh, fun movie that my family and I watch every single year. Uh, and then and another thing is for New Year's, it's actually a, a British co-production that Germany watches. It's the most German watched show in Germany is New Year's Eve, Dinner for One. Uh, everyone in Germany watches it uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, it's maybe 10, 12 minutes long. Um, so not too, too long. Um, and it is in English, uh, also black and white. Um, but to this day, it is the most watched program in Germany, New Year's Eve. Wow. I'll have to check that out. Yes. What about you, Edwin? Um, I would say uh, Stephen Chow's collection probably is a must for a festival because here, let's say it's Cantonese comedy. But I also um, am into like uh, rom-com. So I would probably jump into non-Christmas theme, <laughs> just rom-com. Uh, let's say, isn't it romantic, Rebel Wilson? or anything in Hathaway that's <laughs> I would also love to have something like milder um, a dog's purpose maybe like for the whole family so you sit down together have a laugh and probably cry a little bit <laughs> or, or or you know Crazy Rich Asian could be a good one as well with Aquafina in it very true do you match any of those to a super healthy meal Edwin or do you indulge on the holidays <laughs> Left leftover turkey probably, or mm, I just attended a baking class so I could make some pudding or Christmas stuff. Wow, we'll have to come over to Hong Kong when when we can to try it. I was gonna say, please, uh, we'll be right over. I just bought my ticket, so I have a three week quarantine in Hong Kong. Please, just deliver it to the hotel. <laughs> okay, I can make you a lot of a lot of cinnamon rolls. Thank you. <laughs> oh yes, please, love cinnamon rolls. Alex, what about you for a festive meal and holiday movie pairing? So the movie, I think I would choose the Santa Claus. It's a it's a classic that I watched my family quite a bit. Tim Allen, um, and if you have enough of it, anything can be a meal. So it would usually be like hot chocolate with about four pounds of marshmallow fluff on top. <laughs> um, I, I could turn that into a pretty dangerous meal during the holidays. <laughs> what about you, Zena? Well, for me, like Nazia, it would be a black and white movie, Casablanca. I have watched that movie a thousand times and I could watch it a thousand times more. And I love to watch it over the holidays. Um, and again, a Christmas Day viewing, uh, appointments of you, it's such a great movie. Failing that, I love old time movies and anything with Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany's, Roman Holiday, My Fair Lady, any of those fantastic shows. I love it. I love the classic theme. I think it'd be good if we turn to music. We know music can be a strong trigger for memories, particularly around the holidays. Alex, I'll start with you because I know you're a big music person. What are your most fond holiday memories around music or what's on your holiday playlist? Ooh, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. It's uh, from Home Alone, I'm pretty sure. 
And I always want to lip sync it really slowly. <laughs> and it brings me joy every single time I do it. And then I just feel like being mischievous, like Macaulay Culkin. So that <laughs> that would probably be the my go-to song. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Zena? What, what brings you joy, like Alex lip syncing? Well, Michael Bublé, for me, absolutely love his Christmas albums. But my favorite Christmas song of all time is George Michael's Last Christmas. I don't mm. think any song can beat that. Um, so, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely that. <laughs> but also, I, I like to listen to a lot of Greek music because that's my heritage. And um, I grew up listening to a lot of uh, Greek music. And uh, my, my one of my cousins is uh, the Madonna of Greece. Her name is Anna Vissi. And uh, she is very well known in Greece and Cyprus. Um, and I grew up going to all her concerts. So, yeah, we normally as a family play on her records wow. on Christmas Day as well, because we're very proud of her. I mean, you know, she's an older lady now, but she had a very successful career. She actually represented the Eurovision in 1980, uh, Greece in the Eurovision 1980, finished fifth and then went on to have an incredibly successful career. And then also represented Greece again in 2006 and finished ninth. Um, wow. She's done a few Christmas songs too. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. I'm impressed that she came back 26 years later for Eurovision. Oh, I know. Me too. She was a massive star at that point. Wow. Nadia, what about you? Any famous German cousins to sing Christmas carols? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, my cousins are not singers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no one in my family, other than possibly my mother, should be singing. Um, <laughs> no, uh, very impressive, Zena. Um, Obviously, it should be Christmas tree. Um, um, but, you know, anything Bing Crosby um, or Nat King Cole, uh, again, we're going with the classics theme, you know, is great. But the funny thing is, as we're separated still, there's um, my co-worker, Yvette. She always gets very much into the Christmas mood. And we have a thing where she uh, sings happy holidays <laughs> and uh i can I, picture her doing that yes and she just goes around singing that and uh i i miss it and it certainly always puts me in a in a holiday mood as well edwin what about you what music triggers your holiday memories um all of the above all of the above because you know um mariah carey and george michael they they had the christmas national anthem all time <laughs> Uh, in November, I think in Hong Kong already, like uh, shopping mall has been playing the songs already at the beginning of November. Wow, isn't it amazing? We started the Christmas sales that time already. I love also Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga, uh, White Christmas. Uh, ben Cosby, of course, is one of my favorite as well, and and Michael Bublé. So all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps most importantly, what are your clients loving most this time of year or what kind of feedback have you gotten about the content this year or this holiday season? Nadia, you want to kick it off? Uh, sure. Well, because we work three months out, <laughs> uh, we're already in 2022. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's Oscar season. Uh, so uh, looking forward to the Oscars uh, this, this year being in March. Uh, so we are... Um, uh, about to send out our amazing Oscar package of classics. Again, you know, very classics theme today. Um, and I think, uh, you know, we have so many classic movies that um, not either have won, but also have been nominated for the Oscars, uh, like the original West Side Story, 
Um, by the way, I am looking forward to seeing Steven Spielberg's West Side Story as well, um, because the reviews are just insane. So I cannot wait for that. So we have um, tons of movies that have been nominated, tons of actors, actresses, uh, directors, documentaries, tons of documentaries that have been nominated and won, as well as foreign language films, which are now recategorized as um, international films, hmm. not just foreign language films. So it'll be interesting to see how that sticks, because obviously a Korean uh, movie won the best picture. So uh, there's going to be a shift in, in the awards categories, um, as there was with, I think, at the Gotham Awards, they had best not actor or actress but um they had one category so they did not want to categorize male or female mm. so that's uh an interesting shift that's going to be happening uh in the next couple of years so that's i think uh what at least my clients are looking for right now well i can tell you i am also super excited about the new west side story and love the original too so i'm with you on that one nice alex what about you any other things your clients are excited about i mean if i rewind a little and just focus um, for this time of year uh, uh, around Christmas. I would say that the big one was Dear Santa, which is an incredibly adorable documentary about the whole operation behind kids that mail letters to Santa and the United States Post Office and how they handle the influx of letters and replying to all the kids. It's such a sweet film. Um, and a lot of our clients really enjoyed licensing that one this year. And I, and I honestly think it'll probably be a staple going forward. It is one of the sweetest documentaries I've watched. That sounds heartwarming. Yes, indeed. Edwin, what are your clients loving most and looking forward to? They are now considering, let's say, because of the, the changing demographics, because because of the um, restrictions, right? So the uh, demographic has been changing all the time. So now they are looking for uh, content that has not been fully watched on the ground. So, uh, Clients are also looking for like blockbusters, but you know, um, people are not not everybody goes back to theaters, so there's still some room for uh, airlines to showcase blockbusters from different countries, uh, especially for home country as well. So uh, this is what what I heard, especially for Asian uh, airlines. So the focus is more on the uh, regional blockbusters. Mm. And Zina, what about you? Well, my clients are really looking forward to um, Green Planet, which is the latest in our Planets franchise, six-part show about plant behavior. And it's absolutely incredible. Um, I was very fortunate to be at the, the London premiere of episode one. And um, so David Attenborough is actually um, on set. He's actually on location, um, not only voicing the show, but he's there. And I was just blown away the behavior of, of these plants that are really like animals. And I'm super excited. My clients are super excited. It's going to be going out um, early next year. So yeah, I think uh, Green Planet, absolutely, you know, beautiful. Um, the, the technology that was used to film this series was just incredibly advanced. And it was just amazing to, to, to watch and just breathtaking. So yeah, I would say, you know, the natural history, the BBC does so well, Green Planet. Yeah, I will say I'm not always necessarily a person who would think about watching anything about plants, but the trailer you showed at the expo really looked cool with where it looks like plants are fighting each other and communicating with each other. Yeah. 
I just want to say thank you, Zena, Nadia, Alex, and Edwin for sharing all your memories and recommendations. I think you've given a lot of great stuff for us to add to our watch lists. And just a happy holidays to everyone. And here's to, most importantly, a safe and healthy new year ahead. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Happy holidays. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Happy holidays. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Future Screen. You can find us on all your normal podcast channels. So please listen, like, and subscribe.